This is a production of KMMedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Today's show, simple is a relative term, I think. it's We're going to be talking about... Uh, um, um, AI and all of its uh, um, uses, and somebody who actually knows something about it is going to explain it to me. It may take a while, but we'll figure it out. First of all, uh, Eric, how are you today, sir? Hey, good afternoon. Happy Wednesday, Kevin. I'm doing fine. It's hot in my house. It's a toasty week for us. Of course, we got that heat advisory in effect until about 11 o'clock tonight, so... Um, Hopefully uh, you've got some kind of AC, and if not, then, you know, I'd recommend some visiting your local library or one of the other many uh, places with air conditioning around the Northwest that uh, you can find some refuge uh, if you're getting a little too much heat in your life. Now, you mentioned that there's a number that you can call. What is that number? There is a number. You can call 211, uh, and they can uh, point you in the direction of, uh, you know, cooling centers. That's really handy right there. So 211 for that, 8112 uh, if you're having a crisis and uh, a personal crisis, and you can get some help with that as well. So so 211 to find some a place where it's cool in your area. True. That's that's really cool. Do you, now, uh, Eric, you're a techie kind of guy. Do you know anything about AI? You know, just what I'm hearing in the news. Um, and, uh, and of course, you know, we all have a, a little bit of experience with it. And we've got, you know, like Siri on our iPhones and there's Alexa and all that kind of stuff. So um, I imagine that's, uh, you know, a rudimentary version of AI. Um, so, you know, I, I know that much about it, <laughs> but uh, I would not consider myself an expert by any stretch. And I know that, uh, you know, this is a big part of the writers and actors strike right now, too, uh, that's going on because uh, people are afraid their jobs are going to be taken away by AI. And, you know, there's something to that as well. And even bus drivers are talking about that, believe it or not. Um, I believe it. You know, so it's in the times they be it. Who was it? Uh, Bob Dylan who wrote "Times They Be a Changing." <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yes, indeed. So I'd like to bring on Mitch uh, Parfit. He is co-hosting the show. I brought him on because he is liable to know a lot more about this than I do, and uh, so he can kind of uh, help me uh, go th- go through the uh, go through the whole thing. But but I've been told that the gentleman that we have on is going to be. Uh, he talks about it in terms that all of us young folks can understand. It's Chat GBT, um, and it is uh, Chat GBT simplified. So, Mitch, are you there, my friend? I'm here now. Oh, I just good. A little, little dead, little dead <laughs> spot. I don't know what's going on over here. The heat, something's not playing nice with uh, my internet connection. <laughs> Oh well, we'll we'll hope that it'll hold up for the entire show, because uh, and that's what that's possible because it is hot outside. Uh, so yeah. our our guest today, who I want to introduce now, his name is uh, Richard Rosser. He's a filmmaker, an author, and an educator. He's honed his skills on TV shows like Grey's Anatomy and This Is Us, one of my favorite shows of all time, McGuire. 
Um, or McGuire. McGuire. Are you thinking of MacGyver? <laughs> <laughs> McGuire. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Somebody MacGyver. get Kevin a cold lemonade. I think yeah, McGuire may be the AI version of MacGyver. Exactly. <laughs> it's kind of a knockoff. Exactly. It doesn't quite have that human feel. Oh, goodness gracious. And also 24. And he's written an award-winning book uh, that and has developed programs to empower individuals to express themselves through AI-enhanced storytelling so with that let's bring richard and uh, talk about uh mcguy well whoever um, you know mcguyver mcguire mcgruber it's it's all the same right guys <laughs> welcome to the show sir it's a pleasure having you here thank you very much kevin hey mitch how's it going great good to meet you richard you are you're you've been busy in the television business and doing other things and and you're also an award-winning author and what got you excited about ai well i am a storyteller at heart and i've been working in the tv business for 30 some odd years uh telling stories professionally and a few years ago i started teaching workshops about creative writing storytelling and then i started consulting uh, with, uh, you know, with startups. And we were talking about how important story and storytelling is. And I've been working with a, a tech school, a career tech school in Oklahoma, where I grew up. And they contacted me and said, we love your approach to storytelling. And we have, we have a class that we love for you, for you to come up with and teach. It's storytelling for trainers. And I said, fantastic, let's go. And I hung up the phone and then I said, okay, wait, I don't know anything about training or trainers. And I was belaboring, you know, I was, I was trying to figure out how the heck I'm going to come up with this course and this workshop. And a friend of mine, this is last January, a friend of mine said, oh, stop your belly aching. Go on to ChatGPT and type in how do you create a course or a workshop, storytelling for trainers and press return. Watch what happens. So I did. And it spit out all sorts of information. Now, some of the information was total crap, to be blunt. And some of it was fantastic. And so I took the crap, threw that away, and, uh, and I kept the good stuff. And I came up with this workshop about storytelling for trainers. And, um, and then as I was working on outlining and, and flushing out the workshop, I thought, you know, these folks are trainers. They're, they, they're not really storytellers. And they may be, they may enjoy telling a story, but but they may be a little, uh, you know, a, a little freaked out by having to come up with a story out of whole cloth. And so I actually sort of, to get meta, I created a little section within this workshop of how to use ChatGPT to create stories for trainers. And, and so I've, I just fell in love with this technology in terms of its ability to help me brainstorm and outline, organize, and even in some cases, create content. And, uh, and so that's really the genesis of how I started using ChatGPT. And as I, as I dove in, I realized that uh, it's really an incredible technology for all sorts of creative uses. You know, you were in, are in the film industry and in the arts and have been for a very long time. And right now we have a, a strike going on by the writers as well as the actors have joined in. And so now everybody seems to be on strike. Uh, what do you think we're going to have to do to get past that? Or is AI really the boogeyman that they are kind of saying it is? 
Well, you know, if you watch the news or if you watch the Terminator, uh, Skynet is going to take over the world. And, you know, with the news, look, the news sells more soap when they glom onto stuff that freaks people out. And, and it's, it's a proven technique that negativity sells. Facebook and, and uh, you know, Twitter and Instagram, all these companies know that the negative keeps folks churning and talking. And uh, the positive, if, if you fix a problem, well, then the problem's done. You can move on, go on your way, right? And uh, so, so there, there's a little bit of, of uh, you know, of blowing everything out of proportion. Now, that's not to say that there aren't some, some basic tenets to, to what the writers are talking about and what the actors are talking about with regard to AI. Personally, I view AI as a tool similar to a calculator for, uh, for a mathematician or an engineer. I mean, you can't expect an engineer who's working on a rocket to put a SpaceX rocket up into space using a pad of paper and a pencil. And, you know, they need either a calculator or a high, high uh, in intensity uh, computer program that can help them with those formulas. Well, same thing creatively. I mean, now we're, we're trying to turn around create creative books and movies and scripts, et cetera, so quickly that, uh, and, and, and on most of the times on a shoestring budget, that um, it really helps to have something to bounce ideas off of. And so that's, that's one of the main things that I've realized is the value of ChatGPT specifically and AI in general is its ability to help me, well, everyone for that matter, creative, be creative, brainstorm, outline things. <clears throat> and so I think that ultimately uh, there will be facets of the film and TV business, bus driving business, uh, you know, any business that is going to be influenced by AI. Now, whether or not it's going to take over, I, I tend to doubt that. But and that's and, and ultimately that's what the writers and and the you know the screen actors are fighting for is to make sure that it doesn't simply replace them. And there are elements of the business background players. There's talk of uh, just you know photographing a background player from all the angles. And then they go on their merry way, never get another job day of work. And, um, and the studio can then use their image for background scenes, you know, crowd scenes. And I certainly don't think that's fair. Uh, but it's, 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 a, it's weighing the, uh, the cost versus the analysis, right, and, and, and the benefit. And um, so things are going to change. And unfortunately, or fortunately, AI is here to stay. And uh, it's just a question of how we use it moving forward. And it can, just like any tool, it can be used for positive. It can be used for, for negative. Exactly. And by the way, Mitch, apparently I have the whole style of positive talk radio all mixed up. I need to, I need to start the show negative talk radio and put that on Fox. That's what I need to do. Then I'll make sell lots of soap. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> So, so what do you think, Mitch? Yeah, no, I think that I think it's an, like like what Richard's saying. I think it's an amazing tool. Um, you know, like you've referenced, like using a calculator thing. I think it's one of those things that's new. 
we have to look at the different ways that we're using it. Um, you know, the pros and the cons. And I also think there's different levels like, yeah, I mean, you could essentially use chat GBT to write a whole complete story for you. But like Richard said, even in his findings is that, yeah, he found a lot of garbage in there, had mm-hmm. to pull it out, kept the good. And I, so I think that it, there's a lot of things that can be used now. We're in the beginning stages of a lot of some of these things and it just keeps expanding and it's growing. And I'm sure as time goes on, things will get more articulate. Um, you know, but there is always that, you know, that raw, you know, coming from somebody, somebody that wrote something, you know, from beginning to end to me, um, I like that authentic, um, piece of it. And I think that chat GBT is great for a number of things, but in certain industries or certain things that you're trying to do, I think that, you know, sticking to a more organic, authentic self or whatever that looks like. In my opinion, I want to read and I want to see stuff from that versus something that I know that AI built. Um, and there's a lot of other things that you can use it for that are just perfect, that are great. And it's 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 amazing. So there's it's a roller coaster of uh, depending on what you're looking at. It really at. is. Yeah. Well, you know, I think a lot of people are, are uh, you know, they're really concerned that chat GPT is going to reduce us all to sort of blithering robots. And it's going to reduce all of our communication to mush. And think about this. So, so Mitch, if you if you have a, a prompt, which is essentially for those who are, are uninitiated, a prompt is really just a question that you type into the window in ChatGPT. You hit that, and, and then it generates a response. So, Mitch, if you if you say, "Oh, I've got this great prompt. I just use it to write a blog post." Richard, you can have it. You know, take it and use it on your own. And uh, and I use it to write a blog post. Even though our blog posts may be about different subjects, they may sound very similar because I use the same exact prompt. Now, if I take that prompt and I personalize it, I tweak it, I customize it so it reflects my own personality, then I say, okay, infuse it with a certain energy and, uh, and humor and, oh, also use some pop culture references. All of a sudden, I've taken the prompt that Mitch gave me and I've personalized it in a way that it really sort of echoes my own personal writing style, right? And so then all of a sudden, when I use it to write a blog post, the blog post is going to be really different. It's going to, it's really going to reflect my own personality, my own individuality. And so I think, you know, just like, look, think about the burger wars back in, uh, in, in the fifties and sixties when McDonald's and Burger King, you know, sort of took over and put all the mom and pop uh, burger stands out of business you know, they were able to produce burgers incredibly quickly, but they tasted the same. And that's part of the allure, right? But for those of us who want, you know, a, a really nice burger, something to sink our teeth into, McDonald's isn't necessarily it, right? Um, it's, yeah. it's, it's every day sort of the same. You know what you're going to get when you walk in the door. But it's the same sort of thing when we talk about using a tool like ChatGPT to enhance our creativity. And, and again, I, I view this as a tool through a storyteller's lens. And so I, I think of ChatGPT enhancing my creativity as opposed to replacing my creativity. And ultimately, I'm the, I'm the critical thinker in, in the mix, right? Uh, you know, ChatGPT, it's taking from the billions and billions of pages that it's read and stored its, in, its, in its memory. And it's, basically putting together something from all of that. But I'm the one who's ultimately going to decide, oh, this works or it doesn't within what I'm trying to say. Well, it works really well because 
when you and the book that you've written, by the way, we are we're talking with uh, Richard Rosser. He's written the book, uh, Chat GBT Simplified. Non, I like this part. Non tech <laughs> beginner's guide to understanding uh, understanding AI, because you know, and you're you're right. Even though it's a computer program, you have to ask the right questions. I tried this, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't ask. I, I haven't learned yet how to ask the right questions to get the response that I'm actually looking for. Does your book address that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, if we step back a second and, and, and look at the learning process objectively, right? Learning is an iterative process. I mean, you know, you, you don't just wake up one morning and go from not being able to read to being able to read Harry Potter. It's a process where you learn words, you learn more words, you, your vocabulary expands, you understand concepts. And so same thing with using a technology like this. Uh, you know, when you first start off, you ask a question and it responds and you go, well, that's kind of crappy. It didn't tell me anything. It didn't give me an answer that I can really use. And, and so you revise it and you re-enter and you hit return and you get another response. And maybe this time, instead of 35%, it gives you, you know, sort of a 58 or 60% response. And you go, okay, better, but still not quite there. And so it's an iterative process where, where we're all being tasked to get better at being able to feed this technology a question, a prompt, information so that it will give us a better answer. And also, ChatGPT is iterative by iterative by nature. It's learning as we enter prompts and then it cues us and says, hey, how was that answer? And we say better, worse, or the same. When As we answer that, it starts to learn from its responses and is able to give better answers based on what we're looking for. So it starts to it starts to clue in and cue into our our personality, which is Kevin. I have to say, you probably didn't stick with it long enough for it to to get you right. That's um, a common complaint. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my ex wife used to say. Really? Uh, well, was your ex wife? Was she uh, was she a programmer? I uh, no. No, I can't she tell was you something. what she, yeah, <laughs> she was something. I can tell you that. I'm not allowed. The, the, the court doesn't allow me to talk about her in any way. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> well, you, you know, uh, let's talk a second about the past. And let's go farther back in the past than your ex-wife, okay? Let's, let's talk about the year, I think it was 1455, when the Gutenberg Press was invented. Now, prior to the printing press, there were all these folks telling stories known as the oral tradition. You had bards and and mimes and minstrels and court jesters. And, you know, you had folks singing stories and and expanding stories out on the street square. And and all these people, when the book came out, they all flipped. They went, oh my God, I'm done. Right? Everyone can now read what I'm talking about. The stories that I'm imparting, they can now just read it in a book. I'm done. I might as well hang it up. And contrary to that statement, what happened? Well, six or 600 some odd years later, right? Think of how many ways there are to tell stories other than just a book, right? We've got movies. We've got TV shows. We've got TikTok. We've got Instagram videos. We've got uh, podcasts. I mean, whoever thought that so many people would be listening to podcasts. 
once all these videos came out on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok, I mean, everyone thought, oh, <clears throat> you know, audio by itself is, is dead, right? But look at how popular podcasts are. And part of that is because they're based on story and storytelling. And so if we think about now, think about how many more ways there are to make a living singer-songwriter, stand-up comedian, performance artist, all these possibilities that in 1455, when the book first came out, everyone thought, it's done. The, you know, the book is going to replace everything, all sort of live performance. And it's actually done, it's actually not done the opposite, but it's expanded the possibilities for performance, for story, for discussion, and, and all that comes with it. And so, you know, there may be there may be folks whose jobs fall to the wayside as ChatGPT and AI expand and move forward, but they're going to create all sorts of incredible jobs that we've never even thought of before. Prompt engineer, right? I mean, whoever thought, but uh, say, you know, like the like the internet and computers, all sorts of jobs are going to come up and out of this. So the folks who are really scared about losing their jobs, just take a deep breath. Let's take a collective deep breath, right? And just read ChatGPT Simplified, which goes into using this technology creatively, how to expand and enhance your creativity, your individualism, your originality in ways that, again, you never imagined possible. ChatGPT is essentially a room full of brainstormers in a box. When I type in a response or a, a, a prompt into ChatGPT, before I hit return, I've got a musician, a philosopher, a scientist, a mathematician. I, I mean, I've got all these folks that are wrapped up in this technology, just chomping at the bit to help me figure out what my solution to my problem. And so I think that the folks who are thinking about this in a fatalistic way are you know, I mean, they're turning inwards and they're, they're freaking out. Well, just take a deep breath and think about other, other inventions, the book, the computer, internet, and how that has expanded the possibilities of life, work, health, happiness. Um, and AI is, is it's, it's no different. It's, it's, it's going to, you know, it will put out some people out of work, but the majority of folks will find ways to work within the parameters of ChatGPT and AI, and also may find ways that uh, they never they never contemplated of uh, of work before. Well, you know, this has been going on for a very long time, and in fact, when the Gutenberg Press came out, uh, and the Bible was the first book that was printed, the priests said, "Oh crap, we're out of a job. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to want to come to church anymore because they can just pick up this book and they've got everything that I'm talking about." Well, it didn't harm the churches at all. In fact, if, you ever, if you've ever gone to Rome, you can see that the Vatican is doing very fine. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, it looks like we just, want, watch, uh, we just lost Mitch. I was just going to make a point about how, um, you know, uh, it, it, it gave these uh, the priests uh, a, new, a new lease on life because people want to go and hear folks tell stories. Yes. They, in, in fact, if, I don't know if you all can see back there. There's a uh, there's a painting behind me. Hello, Mitch. I was just saying that that true to your point before, there's something to a live performance 
And uh, now, did I lose you all, or did I just go? Uh, no, we're still okay. here. Okay, great. We're still here. Um, there's something to a live performance, or for instance, this is this behind me is a painting that my daughter created. She's a painter, and um, so it was created by an actual human being as opposed to AI. And there's something mm -hmm. to a creation that was created by a human being. Listen, I don't know if you guys have been getting emails that have obviously been created by AI and ChatGPT, but I get them all the time. And I don't know about you, but I can tell, right? When I start yeah. reading an email, I can tell that it was written by ChatGPT. I mean, it's so painfully obvious to me. And um, so, it, and, and sure, it's going to get better, but uh, but there, there's there's no substitute for a human being playing a song or a human being performing actually in a, on, on stage or a human being performing in a movie that, uh, I mean, think about how many movies we watch and these big CGI action sequences come on and you sort of go, okay, you know, I'm going with it intellectually. I understand what they're doing, but come on, those aren't real people. I can tell that they're not real people. And there's just something about it that it takes you out, right? It takes you out of the, uh, out of the movie, out of the book. There's, there's, there's a, a concept called narrative transport. Uh, have you, either of you guys heard of narrative transport? I have not. So it's, it's the main concept behind why storytelling works. Narrative transport is, so I'm reading my favorite book or I'm listening to my favorite music or, or a TV show or, or movie and uh, I'm at home and I got a pizza in the oven. All of a sudden the buzzer goes off, the pizza's burning, there's someone knocking on the door trying to deliver a package and it all just falls away because I'm so absorbed in, in my book or my song or my, or my video that I don't, I don't realize what's happening, right? I've been sucked in and I've been transported. So that is narrative transport. And ultimately, as storytellers, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to transport our audience. Now, our audience may be one person. You know, we may be out at lunch with a friend and they say, hey, what'd you do this weekend? We tell them a fun story about some crazy, crazy thing that went down. That may be just one person. Or we may be talking to a group of two or 300 people at an event or, uh, you know, some sort of a, a, a charity event. And the story, if we're, if we're successful, we just suck those people into our story and they're transported to another time, another place with these characters that they're, they're getting to know. And they forget to check their email, check their texts. Uh, they forget that they've got another, another meeting or another uh, workshop after that. And that's ideally, that's what we want to do when we're telling stories. And this new technology can help us get there by helping us hone our creativity, hone the stories and give us ideas for things that uh, we really hadn't contemplated before. So it's not that it takes the place of your imagination. It enhances your imagination. Exactly. I, ideally. I mean, that's, that's what I hope is happening instead of simply replacing a writer. I hope that a producer is never able to say, okay, we want a new, you know, we want a new script for the big bang theory and uh, ready, set, go. And, and it spits it out. You know, it's, it's uh, you, you want someone to have toiled over a script. You want it to have a connection to real life. Again, it goes back to what Mitch was saying that 
we want to we want to be watching, listening to, reading something that has been produced by a human that has an experience, right? There's a shared experience that, uh, that you can't get with simply a computer. Interesting. That's, by the way, we're talking with uh, Mr. Richard Rosser. Uh, we need to take a break uh, real quick. and But when we come back, he, he's written the book, Chat GPT Simplified. And when we come back, I want to ask Mitch a couple of questions because we're talking about changes in uh, things that used to be commonplace that are, that are no longer commonplace, and that's going to continue on. And so when we come back, I'd like him to be able to tell me, first of all, what is a photo mat? One. And the second one, what is... How many blockbusters were there nationwide at its height? And how many are there today? We will be, he's, he's going to go to chat GBT and look that up right now. So anyway, we need to take a quick break. Uh, you're listening to, to Negative Talk Radio. No, that's not right. Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. And we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, PTR loyal listener. First, thanks for being in my dream. And second, I have a new concept in business to share with you. It's called socialpreneurship. So what's that? Well, it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project which is working to achieve good in the world. KM Media is such a company. We believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen. So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we will lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio, video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash our dash store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at Kevin at kmmedia.pro and let's create something great. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. You're listening to KKNW. Mitch Parfit is with me and Richard Rosser. He's written the book, Chat PGP, brother. GPT Simplified. And I got a couple other for you, a couple other ones for you, Mitch. Um, did you know that there used to be a guy that went door to door and he was called the Fuller Brush Man? That that no longer exists. There also used to be another guy who used to sell Britannica 
uh, encyclopedias door to door. And that went by the wayside. So we continue to evolve. We continue to change. But have you, have, did you ever hear of a thing called uh, um, Photomat? No, I have not heard of Photomat. Photomat. Well, Richard, go ahead and tell him. Photomat was this little booth in parking lots of strip malls. You'd pull up, you'd hand them a roll of film that you just shot on your camera. You'd drive away. And well, in the beginning, I think it was like a week. <laughs> and then it went down to three days. And then it was a day. And then it was, you know, it was one hour photo, a moto photo. And uh, so, it, you know, it, it got progressively the time of, of uh, developing and printing the film got uh, much, much shorter and shorter. But basically you could, they'd call you or, you know, whatever, when your uh, film was done and uh, you'd pull back up, go to the window, pay them and you get your photos back. That was, that was photo man. So I used to take, I used to get film. I remember, I mean, you snap pictures and take film, but I would draw, you know, yeah, I was dropping it off at like a Walgreens or a right. Bartels or something like that, or a one hour photo. They used to, you know, that came, I think came a little bit later, but I, I'm not familiar with, yeah, the, the drive up that you're talking about. That sounds pretty cool. There were literally thousands of them across the country as oh, there were yeah. uh, blockbuster video. There, you, there were, I think, 15 or 1,700 of those stores nationally. And by the way, those went away, but you're, we're still here. So I guess I guess change can be a good thing. We That's just right. What happened to technology? Technology went to the wayside, but human beings are still here. That's so right, Kevin. <laughs> so you don't need... Don't be afraid. It's going to be okay. That's right. So, and we're talking to an expert in the field, and he can help us, and he can help you understand a little bit more about how to make technology work for you, not to gain you. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Matt, do you have a question for for Richard? You mean Mitch? What did I call you? Did I call you Matt? It's hot in here. Matt, I'm I sorry. had another person on the show that I didn't know about. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's hot in here, Mitch. Um, no, I don't. I don't know that. I don't know that I have a question or anything. I. I mean, I think it's. I think everything. I think Chat GBT. I've played around with it a little bit. I think it's pretty fascinating, all the different things that you can do. And, um, you reminded me earlier the prompts thing. You know how you can you can really kind of make it into something that is a little bit more you based on the prompts that you used. I know I, I'd first played around with it um, when I had a friend and client of mine that was a real estate agent and our still is and gave the example for people that, you know, when they put homes listings on the MLS and they are giving a description of the mm -hmm. house um, and using chat with GBT for that and how you could, you can, you could say, I want to write, you know, about this house, you can give it all the different prompts and you can say, I want to do it like I'm from the South. Mm -hmm. I want to do it like I'm from Brooklyn or I want to do it from wherever it may be. And it was pretty cool to play around with it and see that the same, the same dynamic, just changing the prompt of what part of the U S or what part of the world it was coming from and what that would sound like just, and it was using obviously slang or verbiage that was, you know, native to that area or whatever that was talked about. And I think it was really cool. So I, I look at it to time back to, what we said earlier too. I mean, I know that there's a lot of fear around it, but there's a, there's been a lot of fear around a lot of things that we've, you know, when the internet came about and when new technology, you know, we went, started to go digital and we had all this, you know, paper companies that were printing and people thought that we would never print. Under Mifflin, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of fear 
when Dunder Mifflin came out. <laughs> exactly. And I think that, you know, with that, there is a part of it. A lot of people don't like change. And, but you know, when it, it's happening, there's nothing really you can do about it. It's here, you know, like this chat GBT AI is here to stay. It's only going to get progressively more involved in a lot of our everyday lives. So my thought process and not everybody has it is, but well, how do I utilize it? You know, mm-hmm. and how do I, how do I use it to help me continue doing whatever it is that I'm doing and not taking away my job? And maybe, you know, maybe it is a, a job or, you know, specifically that, yeah, it's slowly phasing out and that's just how life kind of goes, but you can be ahead of the game and you can, you know, you can do certain things to kind of help keep yourself in the same, in the same realm of what you were doing and, and help yourself. But you, you gotta be, you can't be scared. And that's where I think that this book that Richard's written you know, chat GBT simplified non-tech beginners. Cause there's a lot of people out there. That's the excuse you hear, right, Richard? Oh, yeah. I, I don't do good with technology. I can barely use my phone. I don't, you know, this and that. And, and, you know, well, it's, you can either embrace it or, you know, try to shun it. But like I said, it's just going to continue to grow. And the book like this that Richard's written, I think is great because it's going to help somebody to be able to understand it and maybe help them be able to utilize it. That's going to, you know, help them to continue to grow in whatever it is that they're doing. So I think it's great, Richard. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm having a great time talking to you and I'm, I look forward to continuing to learn more about it as we continue the conversation. All right. You, are you guys ready to, to get meta with me? <laughs> let's get meta. All right. Let's get meta. Is All meta right. like Skynet? Is that like the new Skynet? No, no. Meta it's now? The opposite <laughs> of Skynet. I don't know. So think about this for a second, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Chad GPT is one of the few things that comes with its own it, cre- it can create its own instruction manual okay so think about this for a second you buy you buy a microwave and you and you get it home and you're trying to figure out how to program the thing to make you know warm up some soup and you go okay this isn't working right and you if you open up the paper instruction manual or you could open it up on your phone or tablet right if you're if you're a little bit technology technologically minded but chat gpt if you run up against an issue, a challenge, a problem, you can actually enter a prompt that says, hey, ChatGPT, how can I overcome this problem, this issue, this challenge? And it will actually answer you. It will give you an answer. So for those of you who are out there freaking out that ChatGPT is going to take your job, you can use it to get back at itself. You can type in, hey, ChatGPT, what can I do to expand my client base, to expand my customer base, to become a better graphic designer, to become uh, to 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 market my podcast? You can actually ask it questions like that, and it will come back with again. Sometimes it's going to have some crap, right? But for the most part, it's going to come back with some really interesting stuff. And then you can dive in. Say, for instance, you say, "Hey, you know, uh, give me a response to this." and outline it in bullet point format. Well, you can say, okay, let me take this bullet point and let's dive in a little bit deeper on that. So you can actually use this technology to help you figure out a way to combat it possibly taking away portions or part of your job, which is really, really interesting, I find. 
I got a couple questions for you. First of all, would be what Mitch said that you can you can make them like if they're from Brooklyn and mm -hmm. they're they're selling a house, you can make it like, hey, yo, dude, you need to come over to the house and look at the crypt because it's the best crypt in the world and you need to buy it there. You can do that or there you need to come down here and talk to us about our little home you'll just love it and so and, but i want sorry I, I want i wanted you can, to, kevin huh? i said you can <laughs> way up cool i wanted to run this by you uh we talked earlier in the show about how negative sells and mm -hmm. I wanted to run the GP. I wanted, what would I do if, oh, I don't know. Let's pretend. Let's pretend I have a show and it's called Positive Talk Radio. How do I make that show as po as uh, popular as the negative, the world is ending tomorrow because of this political guy or this? How do I make this as, as popular as that? How do, would I, how would they frame that question to GPT? Well, I think you could frame it just like you just like you did. I think Kevin. you just did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me get my phone out here. I, yeah. So <laughs> so it's as simple as that. Yeah. And it'll give you an answer and you could say, no, I don't like that answer. Right. And you can try it again and it'll it'll change it. And you say, okay, that's a little bit better because it'll ask you when you're done. It'll at the bottom will say, Is was this helpful? Yes, no. Mm -hmm. So it's not just an end all, like it's going to give you an answer and that's, that's that. So there's, you can, it's more comp. Well, I don't want to use the word complicated because we're talking about simplified, but, that's right. uh, but you know, yeah. So you can, you can make it as complex as you'd like. Well, and, and, and Kevin, you, you talked before about when you, you know, you dove in and we're, we're using chat GPT a bit and you said, yeah, it really wasn't coming back with responses like I thought it would. Right. And, that's another really cool thing about this technology is you can get very, very specific if you're looking for a very specific answer, or you can ask it an open-ended question. And let's take your, let's take this positive negative sort of flip twist thing and, and, and think about how you might phrase a question or a prompt for chat GPT. Now, if you say, Hey, I have a radio, a, a radio show and podcast called Positive Talk Radio, but I've noticed that negativity sells in mass media and, and, uh, and Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. How can I use the fact that that negativity sells even though my show is called Positive Talk Radio? And it's going to give you a really interesting response. That, and, and I guarantee you, that most of what it's going to return in its generated response, you will not have thought of. And that's, right. that's one of the beauties of this technology because it's taking into account all the studies and the research and, the, and all the articles that have been written about this negativity on Facebook and Instagram talk, you know, talk radio. And, um, and it's going to take that and, figure out how it could utilize those to make your show more interesting, more sticky, uh, you know, uh, more go, go viral. So um, then you might even say, should I rename my show? And if so, what should I call it and see what it comes up with? And it's going to come up with uh, some stuff and you're going to go, no, I'm just going to keep it positive talk radio because ultimately what you're doing is fantastic, right? And this goes back to what Mitch was talking about before is 
it's, I think it's easy to be negative and to get negative, right? With all the conspiracy theories and all this, you know, the stuff that's going on, but to actually dive in and explore positivity and explore how that can help us be better, better people, better friends, better, better husbands, wives, uh, brothers, sisters, sons, daughters. That is the humanistic part of the response. And that's what we bring to the picture as opposed to, you know, these, I mean, we hear about Russian bot farms and, you know, uh, you know, all these, all these bots that are, that are taking over and, uh, you know, they, they're not verified on Twitter or whatever. And, and, and sure enough, they are reducing society to this, just this ugh, insanely disgusting, you know, melee of, of, of negative garbage to, to go on a little bit of a rant there for a second. And I think there's something to be said for what you are doing with this show and the kinds of folks that you bring on, that you interview and the approach that you're, you're going for. And so within what you're trying to do, it's important to, to keep that feel and flavor in your prompt so that ChatGPT responds to your prompt in a way that can help you make your show better while you may be able to get some audience that may not have normally listened to come and, and check it out. So what you're trying to do is to get positive feedback from GPT rather than to have it say, oh, sorry, pal, no friggin' way. You might as well just trash it and throw it away. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's never going to sell any soap. Um, you know, so it's, <laughs> I hope it's... Mitch, will you buy some soap? It'd have to be some pretty good soap. <laughs> by the way we're talking with richard rosser and he's written the book chat gbt simplified uh get it and you can get it anywhere right you can get it anywhere as long as anywhere is amazon which pains me to know him that's if you if you are a fuller brush man that's where you are now is on amazon that's right that's right so true <laughs> so so if you go to Amazon, you can pick it up. Or if you want to go to your website, um, um, you've got a free book there that people yes. can download and, and talk about that a little bit. Well, so uh, so if you go to my website, it's AIexplained.ai. And uh, there's a link to uh, the book we've been talking about, ChatGPT Simplified. But I also have another book, which is ChatGPT Case Studies. And, uh, and that's a, a free download. And so what I've found in my, you know, in my experience and uh, doing workshops and seminars and, and talking to folks is that it's one thing to read about something, but it's another to read about how other people have utilized technology, books, movies, uh, the Internet, and see how they've utilized that and then figure out, oh, well, if they used it in this way, maybe I can use it uh, in that way or a little, you know, tweak it a little bit. And, uh, and use it for my own purposes. So the ChatGPT uh, case studies really dives into uh, startups, entrepreneurs, freelancers, uh, small businesses, and how they utilize ChatGPT and AI to really streamline work processes and, uh, and, and create incredible content uh, that really expresses them and their product or service. Now, I drove a bus for 12 years, and I wanted to just um, 
I wanted to re- to get you to kind of relay or delay some of the fears that the bus drivers have that they're going to be outsourced and it's going to be a driverless thing. They their job may change a little bit, mm-hmm. and they may require different expertise and some trainings on how to do it. But they're still going to be around, I would think, in some absolutely. Manner. And uh, I mean, I, again, I've read many many articles on you know. Uh, AI controlled vehicles and and we're still a ways off. I mean, there's still some some things that have to be ironed out before every single car and every single truck is going to be driven by a computer. Uh, and part of that is just the economy of scale of ramping up to the point where uh, you don't need any drivers anymore. It's it, it's going to take a while, um, but that doesn't mean that the the folks who are driving buses or trucks right now. They can figure out again if you're if you're afraid that this technology is going to replace you, or replace will replace part of your job. Use it against itself, right? It's almost like going on Skynet and saying, "Hey, how can I put you down?" Right? You can go on a ChatGPT and ask it, "Hey, I'm a bus driver or a truck driver. What can I do to expand my world of possibilities?" given what you know about uh, what's coming down the pike with regard to AI. And again, there are some incredible opportunities coming up in terms of being able to use this technology to figure out how you can go outside the box, think outside the box. And, And that's one of the main things that I point out to all the folks that I work with, you know, teaching workshops, seminars, and, and, uh, and working as a consultant is you can use this technology to help heighten and enhance your own creativity and and think outside the box in ways that uh, that you well you never thought of thinking outside the box before does that mean that everybody can now be a uh, pulitzer prize winning writer or a poet or a songwriter or all of that just by pressing a button or is it still is the humanity still going to be involved with it i think the humanity it has to be involved You know, I mean, think about, again, go back to movies and you watch some of these sequences and uh, and you know that they're created with CGI and you're going, okay, I I, I understand, you know, the spaceship or the, you know, whatever's whatever's happening on screen. I understand intellectually what is going on there, but I'm not being sucked in. Compare that to uh, to Jaws, where. Bruce the shark broke and they, they, they planned on Steven Spielberg had planned on using Bruce the shark way more than they ended up using him in the final, in the final movie. And think about those actors and the music and the cinematography and how that creates this, this incredibly just freaky, scary sensation about this shark. And, you know, you're not seeing the shark. You're, you're, you're experiencing the shark. And so it really goes back to, you know, when, when I talk to folks about creating captivating and compelling stories, it's because the stories, they need to be steeped and embedded with emotion. And if you tell a story that has details and emotion, you're going to get your audience to go along that, that ride on the narrative transport. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think, at least certainly we're not there yet. 
with, uh, with AI and ChatGPT with the ability for it to sort of work on its own. It still needs that human interaction. And again, it's, it's great for brainstorming. It's great for getting the creative juices flowing for us humans, but it's, it's, it's certainly not replacing us. And, and it can't replace the, um, just the simplicity of conveying an emotion. You know, that, that is so true. You know, Mitch, I know you're a movie guy. Um, and I know you're probably very familiar with Jaws. I tell you, when I saw that movie, I went to an Olympic-sized swimming pool and was swimming in... I knew that it was a pool that had no fish in it, and I still heard the music in the... And and I I almost got out of the pool because it's like, something's going to eat me. Um, so, and by the way, Mitch is um, working on his own podcast. So it will involve movies amongst other things. Oh, fantastic. So, uh, yeah. So I know that you've, you've watched that. Or you, you know that movie, Mitch. Oh, of course. Yeah. All the good, we're going to need a bigger boat. So, I mean, it's, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> there's all kinds of great classics like that, that I grew up on. And, and it, I like being able to see them from, from the beginning, from what was, you know, the, how movies were done, kind of like even what Richard was saying when we talked about Bruce and stuff like that. And, you know, now we got movies like The Meg and, you know, with Jason Statham, mm-hmm. lots of CGI and all kinds of things. Totally different dynamics. You know, I, I appreciate both for different types of things, but it's, it's, there's a, there's a beginning and seeing it transition as time goes on is pretty exciting to me. See, and that's a, that's another industry that's gone by the wayside. I saw Jaws. I hate to say this in 1977 in a drive-in movie theater. Oh now, wow! For those for those of you under 40, you have no earthly idea what a drive-in movie theater was. Uh, but uh, you go go look it up. We don't have time, Richard. Thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I want to give you a moment to tell our audience anything that we haven't covered here about the book, about what you're doing, and about how to reach you so that you can help them help themselves. Uh, Really, I just say, um, you know, put on uh, your explorer's hat. You know, Indiana Jones, put on that hat and get ready to explore. Because ChatGPT, I know it seems intimidating, I know it seems, you know, you're, you're, you're intimidated and fearful that it might replace you, but there's also an, an anxious and exciting anxiety, anxiousness, right? And um, so explore this technology, go on and don't try to, in the beginning, don't try to do work, right? Just go on. And, and like Mitch was talking, type in something about uh, uh, what are we talking about? Real estate and, and in different voices. Mm-hmm. I, I asked it to write a short story about finding a dog like 50 words. And then I asked it to rewrite it in Shakespeare's style. And then Edgar Allan Poe and J.K. Rowling and, 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 and Hunter S. Thompson, right? And so explore with this and figure out. And then if you're, if you're wondering what it can do to help you personally, then ask it. If you've got an issue or a challenge or a problem, ask ChatGPT, hey, how, how can you help me solve this? And it's going to give you some information that, like I said before, some of it may be total crap, some of it may, may be mediocre, but some of it may be gems, right? That you can take away and implement either in your professional or personal life. Uh, so it's, it's, again, it's a technology, it's a tool that you can use. And um, if, you're, if you learn how to, if you want to learn how to use it a little bit better, you can check out my book, which is Chad GPT Simplified. 
Uh, again, it's on Amazon, or you can go to AIexplained.ai. And Richard, um, have fun Richard. with it. Yes, indeed. Richard Rosser has been our guest. We've, we're out of time. Mitch, thank you for oh. being here. Absolutely. And, and uh, have a great day, everybody. And by the way, be kind to one another because each other's all we've got. We'll see you when, and we'll see you Friday. Okay.